Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up? I'm and, first today. Yes, Woo! that's right. And uh, Gabriel Bringers. No, you're not. You're second. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm yeah, always we, first. We established <laughs> that last week. So, Woo-hoo, folks, I'm second. <laughs> yeah, folks, we should have started without him. <laughs> 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 just, just introduce myself and move right along. <laughs> now, who's first? This is my show, uh, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this is a. This is a. I keep saying this every week, man, but it's been a. It's been a week. Um, you know, we are uh, we are fortunate that uh, uh, we have been chugging right along through all of this coronavirus craziness, and um, there's there's been things getting released. This past week has just been one thing after another. It's felt like I mean, it was yeah, it was like we, we get one video done, and then there's the next thing showing up, and we're getting that video out and trying to do unboxings and reviews, and wow, it is. Uh, it's been fun. <laughs> it's been really fun. There's yeah, it's, it's a not, lot going on. It's not going to stop either. So we'll we'll hit on that as we move through all this. But yeah, yeah, yeah the hits the hits are going to keep coming for just a little bit from a hardware perspective. So uh, instead of you know, usually this time of year we kind of hit a drought. Um, I don't I don't know if that's this is was intentional pre you know pandemic or if it's because of it or what. But it's all this stuff is starting to come out and there's plenty more stuff that's probably going to be showing up in the next few weeks as well so yeah it's yeah new normal for a little bit here so if you're interested in new stuff and you like trying out new things this is an episode for you because uh we're, we're going to be talking some accessories we're going to be talking a couple new devices uh we're going to be talking some streaming dongles we're going to be talking some games there's lots yeah. of new stuff it's yep. just new stuff 
yeah. that's that's just going to be the title on this uh, this week's episode. Crow and Box talks about new some stuff. new stuff, lots of new stuff. So there's two big ones that we're going to hit on, but we're gonna we're gonna cover some of these quick hit things first. Um, so the two big ones that are going to be coming later, if you uh, if you're if you're tuning in and you make want to want to stick around for these, we're going to be talking about the Lenovo Duet getting launched. Uh, this is the Lenovo Chrome Chromeblet. Yeah. It is a Chromebook <laughs> tablet. Uh, we have some new information about that. So that device is hopefully coming very soon. So we're going to talk through that. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about the new uh, wireless earbuds from Google, the Pixel Buds. Not to be confused with the wired versions that came out, I don't know, two years ago. Are these, are they... They're just two. Marketed, they're nope. just, they're just, they're nope. just Pixel Buds. No, nope. they're TWS Pixel Buds. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The other ones were not truly wireless, right? Because they were tethered. That yeah. wire right between them. So, so those are a device that we've been waiting on for well since October, Six months. when they were announced. And you would so think that was mid October, November, December, January, February, March. It's been more than six months. Yeah, because technically yeah. late April is when they came out. So yeah. Um, so yeah, lots to talk about there. Some initial impressions because we have two sets here in the office. I am holding out for the black version, trying to. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. They're so good. Uh, whew, they're they are awesome. I just need that Nomad case, and I'm stiff. See, I'm I'm curious about that. We'll get in we'll get into this. But there's a case that can come along with them if yeah. you want to purchase so it's gonna it. Be, it's going to be interesting to see how the I case wanna, wears. Yeah, yeah. And like, like can my, you slide it in and out of your pocket? And I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, looking, like, I'm looking at it right I, now. I like the case. texture. This I like two the days, texture Two days it, in here. Nothing. Probably not nowhere. Not even a single. Yeah. And I'm not paying any attention to it. I feel like. I've carried wireless earbuds in a case in my pocket for a couple years now. So it's just normal to pick them up, throw them in my pocket. There's other crap in my pocket usually. So I'm not, I'm not going to. Trinkets, around and, and worry. Little, little, little trinkets and I'll, coins. A lot of times I'll carry my uh, those little uh, triggers I play yeah. like PUBG and stuff with, and they're little, so I'll put the, such, I'll throw those in my such pocket. Such a nerd. Oh yeah, such it's a everyday nerd. carry earpods, <laughs> uh, yeah. triggers, and then in my right pocket's my phone. You we'll know? put out. So a, sometimes my keys will end up in my left pocket. So I've beat the snot out of my real shiny mm-hmm. earpods case, and yeah. so. They're all worn on the corners and stuff. Yeah, and so I'm just like, eh, the case, that's kind of a mark of you've used it. That's not the product. That's the case. Yeah. And so uh, you can see there's already replacement cases you can buy. So yeah. down the road, we could buy a new case. Who cares yeah. about the case? It's there to protect the earbuds. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's nice to see, having thrown them around on the table, and, yeah. and I've even dropped both both of them <laughs> once or twice already. <laughs> I guess I just, I don't know, being careless yeah. with them. Uh, yeah, everything. you're a monster. Yeah, they're all uh, good. All good. <laughs> so, so yeah, we'll dig into that. Uh, we'll dig into that some more uh, here, here in a little bit. Hmm. So first, let's uh, let's dig into a couple of these kind of quick hitting news uh, stories that came out this week. In a section, I'm going to call cool articles from this week. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is. I was thinking I'd have a moment all night. Huh? I was Think thinking, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. He oh. was thinking about. It. He even created some music. Cool news from this week. Yeah. All right, here we go. That's what he came up with. You have to throw that in and post. Yeah. If someone has a better name, please let me know. So first one, I just wrote these down in totally random order because none of them are really tied. So let's just dig right in. There is hopefully going to be a Chromecast Ultra with a remote. 
craziness. So I wrote an article uh, a year ago, roundabout. It was about yeah. a year ago. I was yeah. over at my house, and uh, I remember taking the thumbnail photo on on a Saturday morning and putting it out and being like, "Man, I hope people read this." It was like one of the first like bigger articles I'd written, you know. Right. And uh, luckily, it, it it did well, and it's been an article that continually mm-hmm. has a couple people on it. It just, is an, like it is all an the time. Oft, if you go to like Google has Google Trends, if you go there and check it out, Chromecast Remote is an oft searched. So people are clearly uh, interested, yeah. right? Oh, and yeah. and it's one of and it's one of those things that as as simple and amazing as the Chromecast is, people are accustomed to having a remote man they 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 are just used to it we've been we've been trained to to have a remote to navigate things on the television for i guess since remotes came about i mean i guess you used to have to sit up next to the tv and dial it or whatever and i remember being the kid in the house that the dad or mom said hey Go up there and change yeah. the channel. The, the knobs. I remember. It's I remember still, those. It still I never blows did my that, mind, though. though, as as widespread as not just Chromecast, but Google Cast, the Cast protocol, all that is. Televisions. A lot of people have TVs. They don't even realize that it has Chromecast, and you know they go out and they buy an Apple TV because they're like, I don't know how to get my phone up on my TV. Like, well, it's got Chromecast built in, but it still blows my mind. People that don't know exactly what a Chromecast is or what it does because. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen on more than one occasion someone encounter one and then they're like, well, where's the remote and where's the, cause they expect it to be like uh, an Apple TV, right? They expect it to have an app store and like a little scrollable interface where you see. And yeah, not to say that's a bad thing, but that's Android TV. So right. uh, yeah. to me, I'm still out here. Like, I don't, I don't get the point of this remote, but well, anyway. I think, I think there's some, well, uh, well, well. I know you have some thoughts based on what we talked about yesterday with uh, Android TV pieces. Maybe like kind of getting into this, but yeah. I, th- I think I think what's what's important is that a remote could be used when your phone's charging in the other room, and when sure. you're you're sitting on the couch and you're maybe you you don't even have your phone, or you've you've casted something and you're just sitting there and your phone's on the other side of the couch. The remote is there. It's something small that you can keep next to you that can do all of your main controls. You can click out. Right. For instance, I don't know if they'll have what the interface might look like, but having a place where if you don't want to pull your phone out and go to your different apps to get your things, a a, a single uh, hub of all your content, I mean, something well, like Android Fire, TV. Fire. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Android yeah, TV yeah. does all of it. And so it's like, it's like can, can, what all will they pull over? If they oh, do, my, my you think it'll be it'll gonna just be, be Android, Android TV? Yeah, it's going to be the Android TV interface. <laughs> They're just going to rebrand it. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be Chromecast with Android TV. Oh, you think that's what they'll call Android it? Because Android TV has Chromecast ability. So, yeah. like, my I, I don't leave it hooked up <clears throat> just because uh, I was moving it back and forth, and um, I don't know why I didn't just hook it back to my TV. But um, I will say that the Shield TV. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, the Shield TV is an Android TV. Um, obviously has Chromecast. I think the issue, I can't remember what it was. There was an issue I was running into where 
it wasn't as available as I wanted it to be. Like my Chromecast, mm. as long as it's plugged into the wall, <clears throat> was showing. I can up. walk in and just cast something, and the whole TV wakes up. And right. I just you bought had a soundbar that shield, works with I think, yeah. and everything. There's yeah. something. Or I had to do something with the controller to wake it up, or so, I don't remember. It ha- well, it's it's separately powered, right? It's a, it has yeah. its own. You know, yeah, so but that's it, probably but part the, of it. But casting wasn't enough to wake it up. Like mm-hmm. I had to do something to like, hey, right. wake up now. I can cast. I think that's what it was. But there was something that was irritating me about it because I mean, I even took my Chromecast off the TV at first and was like, well, this is. This will be the Chromecast for our living room television, and I can use it as Android TV, too. Um, but, you know, it doesn't fit behind the TV. It's had to sit out, you know, in front, and the controllers constantly were running out of battery. Like, their their regular game controller was super terrible at battery for some reason for me. Mm. Uh, anyway, I, all that stuff aside, it was it felt extra clunky compared to the ease of just having my Chromecast back there and not thinking about it. But I'm the type of person that bought into the idea of Chromecast um, kind of like what Gabe was saying uh, years ago. I, I just thought, hey, this is, to me, this feels like it's a better thing. But that's a better thing because I bought into that mentality of, of, of watching television that way, of watching content that way, and not really needing you know, a, a physical other device that would do that. I could just, whatever device I had. Uh, I never thought about it from a kid's perspective till my kids came along. Uh, when they were younger and didn't know how to navigate, and, and right. try, explain to a three-year-old how to cast something. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think Landon knew how to do that. But explain to a two-year-old, you yeah. know, or whatever, that, you know, you want them to be able to start messing with stuff and, and choosing things. Like, they, they can't conceptualize what you're doing when you're casting. It's much easier for them to point and, you know, click a thing at, at the screen. And then for a lot of people, a lot of people... You know, I'm I'm pretty uh, cavalier when it comes to letting my kids use tech and and have screens and all that kind of stuff, but a lot of people aren't, and they're not comfortable with their kids having a, a device, and they have nothing like they don't have or they have electronics time for a few minutes. Well, now they want to watch a TV show, and you're like, yeah, cast it. I don't want to cast it from my phone. You cast it from your. Oh wait, you don't have a device. You don't mm-hmm. have a screen. So now I've got to cast it from my device. You know, and so this alleviates some of those things, and then you get into. I think the older generation, like I think about, um, you know, my parents, like having to kind of walk them through what all this looked like and how you would use a Chromecast. And they still they use it a little bit, but they still would prefer uh, their satellite t- my, TV. My right. mom has you know. an Android Fire Stick and yeah. a Chromecast, and she uses the Fire Stick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so this ends up with, this will blend both of the two together. I mean, this this will, you know, kind of take care of both use cases, assuming it the Android TV part doesn't come in and make it not behave like a Chromecast. So right. if it first and foremost behaves like a Chromecast. And the minute I interact with the remote, it flips into the Android TV portion of things and it supports and Stadia. I'm cool. And that's what it's looking like because this, this all is based on rumorly based on rumors, but there was an Android TV developer kit that was released yep. a few months mm-hmm. back. Or it, looked, like, it looks last more like year. a dongle. It looks a, like a Chromecast a with a remote. So essentially this is probably going to be, a very small dongle Android TV device that is also a Chromecast, but they're going to brand it as a Chromecast. And if it does that first, then great. But if they can get assistant integration to work really well with the apps that are in there, right. that will be kind of the game changer. Cause I think about my kids, my daughter's six and she likes, you know, she has a Google home mini in her room and, and you know, she likes interacting with Google, but we have a smart TV that has the app hub Roku and Disney plus is integrated in there. Now Google play movies. It's all in there. It's frustrating for her because she ha- you have to figure out which source to input, and then you have to find the app you want to use, and then trying to search for stuff. If that dongle 
can do all of that with voice commands, that will be a huge deal. Well, think about it. I mean, this technically makes every TV a full-blown smart TV. Right. So it's not just Chromecast support. It's not just Assistant. It's not just applications. It's all those things. Right. And so I think a lot of TVs and, like, even the Fire Stick gets – if you buy into Alexa, you kind of get all that. Like you, as long as you buy into their ecosystem, you're you're there. So if you're buying into Google's ecosystem and would rather have some of the things that Google does, then this is the same idea. I mean, it's, that's all this is. Mm-hmm. This is a response to how popular the Fire Stick is, how popular I won't, won't want to say how popular Apple TV is because I, I I I know like one person or two maybe that have those because um, they're expensive. And when people look and they go, oh, I could buy. I know tons of people with Roku's. Yeah, you lose a you lose an Apple TV remote, you're hit. Yeah, <laughs> you got to buy a new <laughs> one. Right. They don't. You can't buy third party ones. Yeah. Uh, and who has an IR blaster on their phone? So. Yeah. So you know, it's it's. I think the the rise, the the fact that um, Google's kind of going this direction, I I like it because it means the smaller guy like Roku stood up and and yeah. and stayed around. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. I was afraid Roku because I like I've got a Roku box at home. It's one of the old ones. Um, I just liked them as a company. I liked what they were doing and I was afraid that with like Apple TV and then when Amazon got into the mix and Chromecast started taking off, like they're, they're going to fold. There's no way they're going to stick around and they've just, man. Yeah. And that's what I love about our our television is that it's, it has Roku built in, but Roku rolls in all of the, when I realized that I could link my Google play account to it, that's, I rent a movie on my phone and boom, it's right there on the TV. They've integrated Disney plus, which is huge. Netflix, all the main streaming services are right there. Plus the Roku channels, they offer a lot of really good content too. So, uh, kudos so, to Ruko. So, and, and I Roku, mean, I think Roku, I think this, Roku, Roku. <laughs> and I think the same way that when you set up uh, like a Google Home, you can pair additional services. I'm assuming right. that will all work, you know, with this new Chromecast and this yeah. hub that we're talking about. I mean, it it, it will be a um, what's the word here? A graphic interface on the TV where you can navigate and choose things. Like, yeah, or, or you, I, I'm assuming you haven't seen Android TV. I've seen. I've messed around with the the shield. The, the shield. Yeah, That's it's, a, it's literally yeah. the exact same thing. I mean, yeah. you can browse through the Play Store. You can. Look, you have all your apps. You yeah. have all your streaming services. It's Everything's like, with a controller. Boom, a little remote. And you can navigate everything and never have to pick up your phone. Um, so, I mean, that's, it's, and you install things on it. So that'll, that'll be the other curiosity is like Android TV's always been like this kind of interesting thing to me too, because if it were powerful enough, you can play some games. I'm not expecting to play everything on it, but you know, like shield TV was always this intriguing thing because it had, you couldn't get PUBG from the play store. It was so bizarre. Um, and I don't think this has changed, but you could sideload PUBG. And once you did, NVIDIA had already put in place um, all the keyboard controls and mapping for PUBG Mobile. And <laughs> so all, I could... It, it was all there. <laughs> and it worked. Like, it worked perfectly. And it was the only platform that I could find that wasn't doing an emulation sort of thing where they were kind of giving the nod to say, hey, there's enough Android players that if people are showing up with a keyboard and mouse, just like what we're seeing, we'll talk about later, with PUBG on Stadia, we can separate those people. Like, it's an unfair advantage. Cool. But, you know, there's there's at least a million people doing that. So we'll put them all over here and let them match each other, and, and it'll be fine. Uh, but And it just never materialized in anything else. But there are some other smaller games that are great, like Red Ball 4. You mm-hmm. know, like Red Ball's a fun little game. Um, you know, simple turn-based games or Monopoly or, you know, those, those games you'd like to play that you kind of wish they would just put in cast support and that's going to take another development thing. 
you know, this is just an Android app, basically. Right. That you can get controlled with a controller, and, you know, maybe we'll be able to pair up regular controllers. And, you know, I, I just, I think it's time. It's time yeah. for Android TV yeah. and, and Chromecast to, to kind of come together and be two parts of the same whole. Like, Apple TV does this already, for instance, you know. Um, I don't, like, Fire TVs don't have a way to, like, cast stuff um, like this. But Apple TV is the the primary thing that we could compare this to where there's applications on it. There's a processor on it. It can mm-hmm. run stuff on its own, but we can also cast things from the device. Right. And yeah. I think it's, it's going to bring the two together in a, in a way that's unique. And I want to read one thing. Uh, I was going to say, let's, let's hit that and then we'll move on. Here. I was reading this morning um, in our Chromie chat. Um, one of the guys had posted in there just said, man, this hits close to home. And if you're an iPad hater, you'll love this. Um, so I, of course I went and read, um, and it's uh, who is this guy? Francisco Tomaski, uh, founder of Run RunKit Dev, uh, original iPhone team on mobile Safari. So, dude knows what he's talking about. Anyway, so really interesting thread. I'm just going to read a couple of the tweets though. So he starts off with saying the frustrating thing about the iPad is that I consistently feel that the need to be buying into a philosophy. There's rarely a good reason why I can't do something other than quote not getting what the iPad's about. This never happens with Mac or iPhone. The limitations on the iPhone feel earned due to the nature of the device. You can get away with a lot because it feels amazing that I can get this much done in a form factor, but iPad form factor is basically the same as a laptop, so it deserves no slack. And he goes on to basically Mm. say, like, the iPad gets graded on a curve, basically. Like, we're just like, well, you can't do that on it. I can't do this on this. And he's like, but it's the same size and weight as a laptop at this point, so it shouldn't have you know, these, these grading curves, you shouldn't just get away with stuff just because, and I love what he said at the beginning, like the reason you can't do something like the, the best reason that gets, you know, put up there all the time is you just don't get what this is about. Mm-hmm. And the reason that resonated with me when we're talking about Chromecast is sometimes I feel like yeah. I'm making oh, yeah. that argument. They're like, well, where's the remote? I just want to be able to pick this thing up and point something at it and change the show. And I'm like, you know, you're well, not getting well, it. Well, that's not the point. You don't exactly. get the vision here. Um, and, <laughs> And I don't want to be that guy, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I hope always we can stay attuned to what casual users yeah. are going to like, because we can sit here and nerd out about all sorts of stuff, but we are way, way, way off on the edges of the bell curve. And similarly, people that have no interest whatsoever at all in technology are on the other end of that bell curve. And the fat middle of that curve are the people that are like, uh, yeah, I mean, if it can benefit me. That's I, cool. I like that. But I don't want to think it. that hard about yeah. it. I've got all these other interests, and this is just another thing that I talk about or think about every once in a while. You guys think about it all the time. So yeah. I, I always want to stay attuned to that, and I think that his yeah. argument no, about that perfect. sits yeah. perfectly with, like, it's time for Chromecast to adopt some other Evolve features so that bit. it can hit the fat middle a little bit better yeah. um, than just being this this thing where people yeah. are like, no, you got to understand. You need to reconceptualize yeah. how to use your TV. No. Yeah. I think we've gotten to the point where it's like, yeah. no, people want to use a remote control it's, with their it's TV. It's clear. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's clear at this point. People like remotes. <laughs> yeah. Just because the handful of yeah. you can get away with it and change yeah. your uh, habits and behaviors, you know, doesn't yeah. mean everybody wants to. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, it's passed through some, what was it? The NCC? Yeah. Passed through the FCC. Uh, Gabe had written about that early March. Yeah. Um, way back. And clearly a remote, and it's a Google device, and yeah. it's two things that have very similar uh, model D- numbers. Different, yeah, exactly, different model numbers. It was numbers, pretty clear then, yeah. the exact same things just passed through the Taiwanese NCC, which right. is the National Communications 
commission. Yeah, whatever. Commission. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's getting close. What does FCC stand Absolutely. for? Federal 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 Communications, Communications Commission. Is it there Commission? we go. Sure, it's the same thing. It just changed it with national national yeah. for them, but it's their version of the FCC. Yeah. So same thing has passed through multiple countries now. So it's coming soon. We're coming up on what would have been Google I/O. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> right. It makes like sense that maybe two, three that weeks. Two weeks. Well, technically, seventeenth yeah, is when it was going to be. I think. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's let's move on here and talk about uh, the kind of. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to call it an update yet because it hasn't uh, happened yet. But a rumored update to the way that uh, AUE is handled. Well, not necessarily the way AUE is handled. Updates are handled to Chrome and Chrome OS. So Chrome browser and then Chrome OS getting updates and how that might affect Chromebooks once they reach their end of life yeah because ultimately <clears throat> when we talk about aue um it's about not getting security updates that's the that's the biggest issue right um so like if you're on a windows device and you had windows 7 and your device wasn't able to get windows 10 as long as you could get security updates you're okay right you know until they completely you know hose windows 7 you're okay to stick with that on your device so that's the main thing people are concerned about. It's not so much that I want all the latest features every every six weeks for the rest of my life with this Chromebook. It's I want to make sure that I'm not running headfirst into security issues. Um, and so because Chrome and Chrome OS are developed side by side, kind of in tandem, one's fate is always tied to the other. Um, and so with Chrome OS, um, where a device that's getting old and they're like, man, we can't keep supporting this hardware. We've moved on to Bluetooth XYZ. We've moved on to Wi-Fi 6 for three years now. Like, right. we're not going to keep updating drivers and making sure everything works with, with Wi-Fi. Or we're not going to bring the latest, that new thing we're doing with blah, blah, blah. You know, it really taxes processors. So those old processors are really struggling to do this kind of thing. But because they've updated in tandem... You can't just go, hey, we're going to update the security parts and not update the OS. Right, because ju just to clarify, thing. the way it works, the, the actual Chrome version on Chrome OS maybe is slightly different than the Chrome OS version, but they are shipped together. And when they use right. the term ship, that means they're updated together. So when you get a Chrome OS update, it contains whatever updates to the Chrome browser are there as well. Right. So this new update or rumored update is is could potentially change that so yeah and, and, and basically and I, I think it's happening i think it's going to happen yeah so. uh, i mean from everything we can tell it looks like it's uh the the behind the scenes name and the flag that apparently what just showed up in dev yeah just this morning so la cros the cros is chrome os cr chrome os um so what's the LA? I'm not uh, sure. At one point they had tied it to Linux Chrome, which is something else we had written about. But I'm, I'm not I have sure. to go back and look at the commit. I don't know what the LA stands for. I think they just wanted it to playful. sound like Lacroix, Lacroix, yeah, Lacrosse, Lacroix, or Lacrosse, or yeah. whatever. I mean, they use Crouton and Crostini and all these other names. So, uh, but at the end of the day, what it means is that they're going to start separating eventually the build of Chrome, the browser and the build of Chrome OS so that they can continue updating one without the other. So if AUE hits on your device and you're not getting Chrome OS updates anymore, you can still keep getting Chrome updates just with everybody else. Right. And your browser will keep updating, and so you'll get all the security patches because, honestly, all your security vulnerabilities are going to come from the browser. 
Like that's that's the main place where those things happen. Right. And that and that was the point I made in the article. I have a twenty thirteen pixel and I love writing on it. I, I keep it on my end table and if I'm at home and I don't my pixel book goes not near, I grab it and I like writing on it. But you know, we, we essentially live in the web with what we do. But if I were ever to do anything that I would consider a security risk, I wouldn't do it on the Pixel because it's on version, gosh, 69 of Chrome. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's It stopped getting updates almost two years ago. If it had Chrome 81 on it, I'd have no problem getting on there and checking right. my bank account or doing this or that, whatever, because it has all the – now you're not going to get – like Robbie said, you're not going to get the latest Chrome OS feature. So there mm. might be some managed things that aren't there because those right. features aren't there. Or it's not going to mm. get support for, you know, iOS apps whenever that happens. Or what, whatever <laughs> that next thing in Chrome OS right. is. But you know it's going to be secure. Like and virtu- that's a huge deal. Like virtual desktops would be a perfect example. They're not going to ever be perfect. on the mm-hmm. original yeah. Pixel. Mm-hmm. But you think about a classroom that has 100 Chromebooks and they use them for computer lab. My, my daughter's classroom, they, they use Chromebooks. You know what they do on those Chromebooks? They get on the Chrome browser and they go to um, education websites like Lexia and, and stuff like that. So if that Chromebook's out of date but it still has viable hardware on it, there's no reason to just set it aside and and call it a piece of garbage because it still works perfectly fine. And if the browser's secure, you can keep using it. Yeah, and ultimately it's just, it's the Chrome team's dedication to six-week update cycles that ultimately kind of caused this snafu a little bit (laughs) because of the, the, you know, tying the OS and the browser together in, in this particular way like Gabe was explaining. So, you know, them undoing that feels a little weird but it, it makes when you look at it it's like why didn't we just do this to begin with uh, you know and, and maybe they didn't think like it's it's hard to think through these things until you're in the midst of it and going oh we didn't really think that that would be a thing yeah i mean there's no telling i mean you think well, how long has it been now since chrome os debuted it's 2011 yeah 2011 so when they made this, the whole intention was for it to be a super lightweight operating system that booted quickly, was completely secure, and was web-centric. And it is still those things, but it's so much more. I mean, so longevity of a device wasn't really uh, – it was an afterthought when, when Chrome OS, you know, was birthed. So so I'm, I'm excited about it. I hope it um, I hope it's a development that happens <clears throat> relatively soon because – it's one of those chief arguments about, you know, Chrome OS people and yeah. people blow it out of proportion a lot too. Like, you know, you if you're buying a five or six hundred dollar laptop that has eight years of support, if you're still using the same laptop eight years from now, call me. Yeah, you know, let's talk. Right. I'd like to know about your <laughs> what personality. You, what <laughs> what type of person? But that's you the are. awesome thing about Chrome OS. My Pixel will be eight years old next year. But and, then, well, that was the second part. But if you're buying a thousand or a twelve hundred dollar Chromebook, because we're starting to see that now, like right, right. Okay, this is starting to become way more normal that we have these high, what we consider high end. You can't buy a high end PC for yeah. you know eleven hundred dollars. That those get into sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars, but like super high end, like all the specs, all the things in something like the Samsung. And you want to think if I take care of this thing and I have it past its AUE date, what happens? Is it complete trash? Well, apparently that's not going to be the case now. So if you have a a device that can kind of stand the test of time and, and, and stand up to the rigors of use and life for that long, a, 
way to go because that's that's amazing to me. Um, and and B, you won't have to worry about it. And yeah. It feels like hey, now yeah, can, you can give it to I your kids when they go to college or something. Yeah, and you can confidently make that investment in that piece of tech. Um, so I, th- I think it's a win all around. I really do. I think it's it's going to settle a lot of people's fears about buying Chromebooks. Because again, let me tell you, if you're buying a three hundred dollar Chromebook and it's one of these new ones that's going to come out later this year, and you know, like if you buy a Flex Five, you know, for five hundred bucks or something like that. If you really think that you're going to use that thing every day and it's going to just be kicking along in eight years from now, uh, I'd, I'd seriously doubt it. Um, have you picked up an eight-year-old Windows laptop or an eight-year-old MacBook? So that would put us, what, um, yeah, 20, 2011, 2012 MacBook. You picked up one of those lately and you want to, you want to really use that thing? Most people know, but... If, if, I'm laughing because I have a 2010 MacBook Pro at my house, and it, it's a brick, isn't it? Oh my gosh, it is a brick, <laughs> and it is a pain to use. But that's—I mean—that's the cool thing about Chrome OS, though, is that eight years from now, the internals of that device will probably uh, of something like an i3 or something will be perfectly capable to handle the, the operating system. But the device itself, let's yeah, be honest, is going to be worn out. It's yeah. going to be a little dated. You but know. again, that's to each person. Like <clears throat> none of us in here are going to keep a laptop of any sort that long. But no, not unless it's like an antique or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we have some old Chromebooks because it's like, oh, remember this one? Yeah. It, I look at it. I don't use it. I just look at it. Look, look at it. I remember things. It's like a picture. Now, I use the Pixel, but only for like 30 minutes because that's about all the battery that, life it gets. If that 2015 <laughs> Pixel I bought would have not had the screen issues, yeah. I'd use it yeah. from time to time. Yeah, but, dope, just you know. for kicks and gigs. Yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful device. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. so yeah. So let's uh, let's let's move on here to uh, uh, some some updates to Stadia. We haven't talked about Stadia in a while, man. There for a while it was Stadia this, Stadia that, it's been and a little bit of a everyone, fest. everyone was like, everyone was like, stop talking about Stadia so much. <laughs> It was. That's, it's that's become, not the way you all talk. I'm sorry. It's uh, become a little bit of a snooze fest in the yeah. stadia realm. At least, unless you're like, a, I don't even know. I don't even think hardcore gamers have been too excited about. Like, most of the features have shown up and 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 delivered. Uh, you know, they're adding little things here and there. But for me, like the game launches that have come out, I'm just kind of like, huh, cool. Man. It just <laughs> it further shows me how not a gamer I am. I'm just yeah. I'm not. I'm not the type of person that's going to spend my entertainment hours of a day um, digesting these games. Yeah. And I mean, I we look at, I look at Destiny 2. Destiny 2 is an amazing game, and it's it's awesome on Stadia. I just don't play it. No, and, and like uh, Metro Exodus, I'm sure yeah. it's an awesome story, and I, I'm sure it's like intriguing to go play through this game. Yeah. If, if I'm going to go, hey, I'm going to do that, or I'm going to catch up on this show, or watch a movie or read a book. I'm going to choose those other things every time. So that tells me I'm, I'm just not that target audience. For but me. then, but then PUBG, <laughs> but then PUBG came out. Yeah. Um, and I still, and Robbie spent hours last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still but, don't know. But that was the, that was the, the pin, that was the turning point for you though. That that's, that's what made you say, okay, I'm willing to commit some time to learning how to play right. this on this. So I can play it on Stadia. Right. So, yeah. you know, and then, to, so, it, it, there's something different for everybody. And I'm yeah. sure that there's, I know, I, I think Kyle Bradshaw was super excited about uh, Destiny 2 on mm-hmm. Stadia because he plays Destiny 2. Right. And if, uh, I don't know, if some Source games come out on Stadia, guess what I'll be doing? You know, I'll be playing Half-Life. If had the new Half-Life, Half-Life Alex, the 3D oh, one came awesome. out on Stadia. 
y'all never see me again. <laughs> Why hasn't Gabe been writing any articles or been on the podcast? He did. <laughs> He's in VR mode. Uh, hey, we got a VR guy in the, in the building. We need to hit him up and be like, hey, uh, did you get that Wait, this Half-Life? Ba- bad thing is Can we don't have the hardware it? to play Half-Life. Oh, he right? <laughs> yeah, he does. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it too is that you just your game has to be there yeah, on it. And right. for me... I don't have a wide variety of games that I'm like, ooh, I'd really get into that, or oh, I'd really get into that. Like literally, the last game aside from battle royale type games, like mo- mostly on mobile platforms, uh, that I've gotten into was uh, a couple years ago when Switch launched and Zelda came out, yeah. and the family kind of sat around and we played through Zelda, mm-hmm. and it was Zelda was pretty insane. amazing. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I don't want to discount the fact that I think that I could enjoy that type of game. The problem is a lot of games, um, console and PC type games, uh, lean very much into uh, adult content. And I don't mean like, uh, I don't want to even say it because I'm afraid <laughs> something will pick up. <laughs> yeah. we, got, we had a comment yeah, on mature, our website. Mature content. Yeah, yeah that, that used the P word um, in, in, a, in a comment and it, and it hurt some of our advertising revenue. So yeah. I don't want to say that word. But I don't mean adult content in, um, in, in the P word sort of way. I mean like language and violence and that kind of stuff. They, they just lean into that. Like Metro Exodus is not something I would let my kids sit and watch. Yeah. I mean, and, I remember and, and when none of the, the, the other shooters, the Tom Clancy games, mm-hmm. like they're too violent. Yeah, like but like when Tomb Raider, when it launched, we were in here in the office and there was, there's an opening scene where you have to learn how to do the stuff on the mountain and climb all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And the guy, the guy that you're climbing up the mountain with, he's dropping F bombs and all that. And right. I'm like, I wouldn't play this at home with my kids. No, you know, they're just going to start repeating those words. And like, right, well, they said it on that cartoon game you were playing. Yeah. Uh, and so your, your kids talk like that all day. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, uh, daddy's down in the <laughs> <laughs> daddy's down in the basement playing his video games. Yeah. Uh, yeah so you know, I don't have a basement, by the way. <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for an adventure type game, uh, maybe to come out that I don't have to worry about my kids yeah. seeing and yeah, that yeah. they could mm-hmm. kind of yeah, dig yeah. into. Now, right now, they are just buried in Fortnite world. Um, so don't judge me that I'll let my kids play Fortnite, but. There's no blood in Fortnite. When you eliminate someone, they don't call it a death. They call it, it's called an elimination. Right. And they turn into like digital sparks and, and get sucked up by a little spaceship thing. So it's like, it's it's the equivalent of shooting somebody with darts, basically, in that game. It is yeah. absolutely it's cartoony. Like PUBG right now, you turn into a jack-of-the-box, which is Oh, man, real, real the, that's the other thing that's weird with Stadia. Yeah. Like, you, you knock somebody down, it's straight ragdoll. They oh, fall down, yeah. and their body just lays there. You yep. keep shooting it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's like that's a, I won't play PUBG in my house with my kids around. I'm yeah, just no, not. It's, it's, it's my pretty son, graphic. My son came over <laughs> and was kind of starting to watch. I was playing it on uh, on the tablet, and he came over and I was like, "Nah, man, you you can't watch this," you know, because in his yeah. mind, it's like it's it's like Fortnite, and yeah, I'm like, "No, nah, man, this isn't this isn't cartoons. Yeah, this isn't you know." That, you know, jumping around on balloons and knocking stuff down and, you know, colorful stuff. Like, this is very warfare. graphic. <laughs> it looks real, and yeah. I don't want this in your brain. That's what we watch A&E a lot, and that's when I realized things were clicking with my son. He's three, and there was an episode of First 48 on, which if you've never seen it, it's it's documentary footage of them investigating murders in the first 48 hours of the murder. Um, and, you know, when they're real little kids, they see someone who's eliminated or dead and they're like oh they're sleeping or whatever but first 48 was on in the background and he goes oh dad 
she did. And I'm like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> turn that off. <up. laughs> yeah. You're right, son. She's yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, let's change the subject and yeah. move on. Yeah. Yeah. Now, back on. to Ryan's world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so, so PUBG uh, on Stadia, you, you're playing against, if you're playing with a uh, keyboard and mouse, you're playing against most like oh well you're playing against PC gamers yeah because I don't know that you Xbox have a controller or support you... uh, keyboard and mouse like Xbox right. does do that on some games I just don't right. know if, if PUBG specifically does but it then or not. but then if you're playing with a controller are you playing against PlayStation and S- Xbox yeah. people mm-hmm. okay yeah because cross platform like, yeah, like you when you're playing the other day stuff? you can see by your name there's the Stadia, Stadia logo, logo yeah. and then by other people there's a little Xbox controller so, yeah. so I, if, I, I don't know that PlayStation's involved or not I'm not okay I'm not sure on the cross play there I know PC Xbox because they're kind of right. intertwined already but PC Xbox Stadia are together I don't know about PlayStation for sure. Because uh, huh. I was literally just reading something last night. Because I was, I spent some time trying to figure out if I can get used to. Because it's been forever since I played a, a first person, third person shooter with a controller. Like I just, and I can't tell if it's I'm not ever going to be good at this, or it's just I just need to let my brain get you know around it again and and get good at it. Because uh, to me, the easier way to play Stadia in most scenarios is to grab the controller and hit the button and just be playing, you know, especially at home. I can sit back on my couch and play. It's with a, with a mouse and keyboard, you've kind of sit at a table, you know, so it's like, okay, now I'm going to sit at the kitchen table and play. And it just, I don't know, uh, you know, casual gaming just feels better with a controller and Stadia won't put you in matches with controller people and keyboard and mouse people. So it makes you choose which one you're doing and that's who you're going to go up against. Well, Right now, if I'm going to go up against anybody, I'd much rather them have a controller in their hand and the same disadvantage that I have because those mouse and keyboard people on PC are mean. And and they shoot <laughs> they me. They hurt mean. my feelings. Yeah. I'm is. trying to learn. It is, man. Because yeah. it's a lot. The learning curve for oh, yeah, mouse and crazy. keyboard is really, really high. I, I do think eventually if you put the time in, you're going to be better. But Absolutely. I sat back and looked and I'm like, realistically, if I'm going to jump into a game here or there, yeah. how's it going to happen? It's probably going to happen on my TV yeah. and not me going into the kitchen or somewhere and getting a you know, mouse and keyboard and everything set up. Yeah, because I'm at home. I'm I'm laptops all around. I'm not hooking the mouse and keyboard up to my and, and, and then the sitting at the you kitchen could, table. You can flip your your uh, Pixel Book open, plug in the Stadia controller, and start right playing. And play. Yeah, and, and kind of just have it in your lap in the living room and not feel like you got to go into another room to do this thing. And so, um, as much as I love mouse and keyboard for gaming, like again, it's just this realization of how not a gamer I am. Uh, have, have you played in the real Stadia world? with your Pixel Buds? I've not. Hmm. I don't know how you could do that. Oh, you're talking about... Uh, like on a Chromebook. On a Chromebook. Right? Um, no. Hmm. I should try it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that that's where I was putting in the time and effort. It's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I actually invest some time playing with a controller. Can I, can I get good enough to enjoy this? Uh, because I still feel like the, the streaming capability of Stadia is the best on the Chromecast yeah. Ultra. It's almost like, like they thought of that... Like oh yeah, I mean they first. clearly <laughs> were working through uh, the streaming stuff on Chromecast Ultra first, like that. Whatever the protocol is, I don't know what all the the uh, technical stuff is on a Chromecast. Exactly what the streaming protocols are, but Stadia is clearly built to take advantage of it, yeah. and it does so so well. Like I played like, literally for two hours last night. I don't think I had a single garbled Mm-mm. hiccup, a single time where the controller didn't respond, like. Yeah. It's I got lost in the idea that I was playing PUBG on a local machine. 
versus when I've played it on multiple Chromebooks on the Glitches web. every now and then. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have every 15 minutes, you're going to have a pretty sizable hiccup in the stream. And that's just something that they're still working out and, and needing to get worked out. And yeah. So that's the, an, the another reason. The technology is still new. I mean, honestly. Sure. Like and it's another reason to. Web technology to stream like that. To, to continue working on, you know, yeah. getting better with a controller that's so right. I can leverage my Chromecast. So there anyway. we go. So we'll, uh, we've talked about playing PUBG Mobile uh, with some listeners and readers. Uh, so maybe now with Stadia on, or PUBG on Stadia, we could do a group yeah, because you have since it's technically you get to play for free that. with a pro mm-hmm. subscription, uh, and I think it's like thirty bucks to buy if you if you're not a pro user. Um, but because it's technically a paid game, like the room creation is already there. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, in PUBG. If, if you're like me uh, and you haven't bought pro, you could just do the two month trial and try it out. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I'm doing right now. Yep. We'll see. I don't know this uh, this game. Like I I love playing Grid. I'd already bought Grid, so I can keep playing it. And at the time, whenever my buddy pass ended it there just wasn't enough there for me to justify it but with PUBG there eh, it might be worth it yeah it's i don't gonna know be, we'll it's going to be worth really messing with yeah, uh, and yeah I, it's i'm just be excited that it's there you know and yeah, so I, if, you, if you'd like to absolutely destroy us in a match of PUBG, yeah, if you're any yeah, good at PUBG yeah, at all hit us up we'll 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 open a room and we'll jump in there because we're and embarrass we're, ourselves we're as amateur as it gets right now That's right <laughs> but you want to you know you may not want to play us on PUBG yeah mobile, you want to get on mobile yeah you yeah, have whatever's some, coming to some, you that's all some, i gotta say we have some experience folks we're gonna take a quick break for an ad and we will be right back this podcast is brought to you by nordvpn we recommend the service and we use nordvpn because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we're going we're gonna to dive right in to... Uh, a device that we've been talking about a lot. So much. Because we're so excited. It's going to be uh, such an awesome device, and we cannot wait to get it in the office. That's why we keep talking about it. It's why we went and bought a EDU version of it. Good old Lenovo 10E. I mean, I mean it, l- let me also just say, though, it's not just us. There's sometimes no. I think maybe we get a little excited about things and the general public is like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, but <laughs> but but I feel like the Lenovo Chromebook Duet is going to be something different. I think there's going to be a lot of people that could potentially find this product useful and a good fit for them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to do some things differently that, that Chromebooks, uh, Chromebook tablets, haven't done before. And at a price point that I think is going to be really intriguing. Uh, so $280 for a uh, 10 point... Oh, man, I always forget. 10.3? Yeah, 10.1. 10.1. 10.1. Yep. Okay, a 10.1 inch tablet, which is a great form factor. It's light. It's thin. You can hold it uh, in one hand and easily read. Uh, so you're going to get that device and a keyboard with a trackpad and a little stand on the back. Mm-hmm. And all of that for... 280 bucks. Yeah, and from what we can tell now, uh, because of the Best Buy listing that, that went live this week, uh, 200 or $299 to upgrade to the 128 gig 
Yeah. So for twenty bucks, you double your storage. No brainer. Yeah. Done. Yeah. No There's brainer. no way that I, would I almost suggest. just wish. I don't know. I almost just wish they just would have made that the default. Yeah. If it would have been a fifty or sixty dollar difference at this price point, I see it. But twenty yeah. bucks, which I would have, I would have thought three twenty nine. Oh, I was thinking. I was thinking a fifty dollar increase. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so let's talk about that listing. Um, I think we had a reader tip us off on that, right? Yep. Um, yeah, so it's in the article. Yeah. Uh, his name is at the I bottom forget. there. So th- thanks to thanks to thanks to anyone who's ever sent us stuff. That's awesome. We we really appreciate that. So uh, so yeah, we had a, we had a, a reader send us a, a, a listing, and uh, Robbie immediately ordered it. Of course. Yeah, I, I pulled up the <laughs> listing and it said pre order, yeah. um, and it said expects to ship May eleventh. So I'm like, cool, great. You know, May 11th launch date. And I went ahead and ordered it first and then sat down and wrote the article because we have a tendency to write these articles and it goes to the internet and the internet goes, ooh, I also want this thing. And they sell it out. <laughs> so uh, selfishly, yes, I ordered mine before I wrote the article. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that we got our hands on one. I, I, I would say Lenovo will get one to us. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I... A lot of times with Chromebook releases, it's not worth waiting around on a, a sample device to come in when there's something that's this um, um, anticipated. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I went ahead and ordered mine, uh, and it showed ship date. Uh, expected to ship by the 11th is what it still says. I, I checked the order. That's that's what it says. Uh, but then at the top of the listing, it says launch date, May 6th. So it looks like the actual availability of this device will be May the 6th. And I think Best Buy, just in general, when they don't have, uh, when something's not shipping right now, they always add a few days on right. the ship. Just Plus, right now you're dealing with logistics in the midst oh, yeah. of the pandemic. So, right. there's so, that. Uh, my guess is, since they're all sold out online um, at this point, because uh, that happened within 24 hours, it went from pre-order to coming soon, that they they must have, I guess, sold through that stock. So. In, in a normal non-pandemic time, I would say they probably have a portion of their inventory they know will go to stores, and then a portion of their inventory they know they're just going to do shipping, um, I guess. I would think they would separate that. Um, I don't. There would be no reason for them to do that right now, but, I mean, stores uh, might get pixel, to open in the next few are online only, so, yeah, so it's, it's hard to tell. Too. But it seems like they ran out of that inventory, and then Gabe just wrote this morning, or no, last night, yeah, last that... Night. It showed back up, mm-hmm. so it went from pre-order to coming soon, and then now back it's back to pre-order, to pre-order yeah. but the ship date of May 20th. Yeah, so. my guess is whoever's in charge of that, they ran through their pre-order, and so I'm guessing they had X amount allotted from Lenovo out of the gate. They burned through that in less than 24 hours. They picked up the phone and said, hey, what's going on? We need to invoice for another shipment, whatever. Lenovo said, yeah, we can commit this many to you, and then they put the listing back up with the new ship day because mm-hmm. they're going to have to wait on these to come Get the from new Lenovo. To come in, yeah. and, and the other odd thing is, and maybe it's just because this device is yet to be released. The 128 version isn't showing up anywhere uh, other than Best Buy. The 64 gig version shows up on Amazon sites, a bunch of different PC sites, but are any of those other sites uh, doing pre-orders? Nope. Yeah. So we it's only Best Buy right yeah, now we've been that trying we've to been check, able to do this. Yeah, everything we can. So, uh, yeah, no one's doing, no one else is doing pre-orders. And I'm just checking right now just to make sure. And yes, so at the top of the listing for Best Buy, it still says release date 5-6-2020. Right. Okay. So that's going to be the date of release. Um, and then, yeah, down here at the bottom, pre-order to reserve expected to ship Wednesday, May 20th. So, I mean, 
again, they, they probably have some conservative figures in there just to say, you know, uh, in case we're getting ourselves right. some buffer that way. May 6th doesn't come around. And people are like, hey, where's my shipment? Where's my thing? Where's my thing? You know, like, hey, we said it's going to ship on May 11th. Right. So and if it not ships only, on May 7th, yeah. I'm like, yay. Not only that, it. every device has an official release date anyway. And that release date is very loosely tied to the actual availability date. Because like Lenovo's uh, hardware spec site that they have, it's it's publicly available. You can look at it. Every single device has a date on it that says like official release or something like that. And it's never the same as when you can actually buy. There's devices right. on there that were released two months ago that you still can't buy. I mean, right. it's mm-hmm. just that's just the day the hardware truly became into existence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that that correlates with what Best Buy is publishing here because, I mean, Best Buy obviously is putting their, their retail arm. They're mm-hmm. not a manufacturing mm-hmm. arm. So... Uh, it'll be curious to see when May 6th comes what exactly starts happening. My guess is we'll start seeing shipments start to happen on that day. Um, and then it'll just depend on your location. Um, we are near a pretty big distribution area uh, in Louisville. And there is um, a lot of Best Buy stuff that ships out of some of these uh, places in up in Louisville and Shepherdsville and stuff. So there's a, there's a good chance it'll show up here. May 7th, May 8th, or something like yeah. that, I would say. so. Obviously, we'll when see. that happens, we will be doing a the, quick uh, and Unboxing prompt. will happen <laughs> um, immediately. Unboxing. We, uh, we, we've, been, we've been having some fun with some unboxings here lately. We've been kind of getting back to the roots, man. Uh, have some new camera gear that has allowed us to do a little side angle shot, and it's been really fun. Um, so, yeah, definitely be uh, unboxing that dude and figuring out a couple things that have been a little weird with this 10e but we were just discussing right before so so the 10e is the edu version of the duet uh same processor same screen same, same screen. screen yeah uh Most build the is, same yeah builds different it does have a headphone jack where the duet doesn't a couple weird little things but there's been a just there's been a couple little weird things that you've you've had happen with this thing not being able to extend to a, a, a monitor, and we, we're going to do a review on this thing, so so we'll we'll put that out. Yeah, it's going to be a weird review though, because this is going to be uh, off the top. I'm not. I'm telling no one needs to buy this. Yeah, thing. exactly. Like, it's this is this is clearly meant for mass production in classrooms. <laughs> and it's not even like hand it, it to people and hand it to kids and let them do whatever that app is that you want them to do and take it back and, and move it's on. Not like consumer it's, focused. No, yeah. it just it just isn't, and it uh, almost feels like you got it, and it almost feels like you you weren't supposed to get it. <laughs> like, maybe it's like it's not ready. Almost, yeah, I'm not even sure. We need to kind of double back and check to see how many places are shipping this thing still, yeah. and if that's still a thing, um, or if we just kind of slid through the cracks there yeah, on, yeah. on accident. That's happened before because um, I got this through a place called PC Nation. Um, I've never heard of them prior to this so um i know. have but i dig around for stuff a lot <laughs> yeah and and so i you know it wouldn't be that big of a deal for them accidentally because i don't think like promevo still not they're they're one of the more known um chromebook you know edu and enterprise resellers they're still not selling this thing are they no and so i just, I, I don't know that this was supposed to go out yet <laughs> so i'm wondering if there's some firmware yeah. quirks yeah uh with it that haven't been ironed out because they didn't think anyone was going to use it because consumers don't generally go buy edu devices um unless they're chrome unbox yeah unless they're us and so uh yeah like the extended display thing is there's something wrong um it it just like it won't work on any unless you have a 720p monitor sitting around somewhere you know, like that's as good as it's going to get basically with this and you know we, 
at first I was like, oh my God, you know, is this a problem with this chip and all this kind of stuff? But we grabbed uh, Gabe's device that has the old MediaTek, the 8173, plugged it into my monitor, no problem. Plugged yeah. it into Joe's monitor, no problem. Yeah, and it's not even a full HD Chromebook. No. But right. The chip is ca- it's perfectly, <laughs> it's perfectly capable, capable of pushing 1080p. This, the 8183 that's in this, or the P60T, if you're listening, they're the same chip. Um, People have said online that they're these not are the different same. chips. It's they're different. Not, they're no, the same. It's the same chip. Um, but uh, you know, it's it clearly is going to be capable of. Um, yeah, outputting that that high of a resolution that's it's not the chips issue so you know and and it defaults to mirroring when you plug in an extended display for some reason um i've never seen a chromebook do that like all the time it wants to always go to mirroring mode um, which is maybe like an edu thing because you think yeah, about kids like plugging right. in a monitor yeah well the other thing was like this one the keyboard on it doesn't have a, a trackpad so it clearly like, this is meant to be a tablet 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 yeah like, like we're not Think about iPads prior to the trackpad support showing up on the iPad Pro. Like that's why they're going to touch the screen. Yeah, so that's why it mirrored the display. Right. Whenever without you a mouse, in, yeah. you have no ability to move a pointing device onto that extended display. So clearly, you would want to mirror first. So, I, you know, I don't know. Um, that stuff's weird. Like no matter how many times I've power washed and, and rearranged my apps in my app tray, they don't stay. Keeps resetting. Um, yeah. The the stuff in the the actual uh, tray at the bottom of the screen continues to go back to default, which you know, how many Chromebooks have I logged into and tested? And that is never a thing. And for some reason on this, it goes back to, you know, like having Google Docs on the tray and all my normal stuff is gone. And so, the, yeah, some quirks for sure uh, that I'm really hoping. Uh, when, you know, we put a bug out. I'll, um, I'll, I'll I guess, link the bug. Um, yeah. I thought about writing a, an article about it, but I don't, I don't want to create an issue that's not really there. If this is a device that shouldn't be out anyway right now, I don't want to create something. But I put a bug in the bug tracker mainly so that if for some reason this same issue plagues the Duet, that someone sees it and, and does something is, is about working it. working on it right now, yeah, yeah before this uh, thing ships out. And I don't think it would get fixed that soon. But at for least the Duet ships out. Right. Because, yeah. You know, at least it would be on their radar to fix it and take care of it um, because – a lot of people getting the duet when they flip it up and have a keyboard and a trackpad and they're in Chrome OS, they're going to expect to be able to extend their display and at least to a 1080p monitor. But as we've seen with other way less capable chips inside that going to these higher res monitors should not be an issue. No. And, no. and it's, it is hot garbage right now on this 10 E. So yeah. uh, yeah, some quirks that I'm really hoping don't follow in the duet. I really hope. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I fingers crossed, obviously, that, that some of these issues are just because this is a EDU device that we've gotten early. Uh, yeah. Maybe it has some, some little weirdness and, to and it. And if so. you're listening to this, that, that's why we haven't shared that stuff out yet. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I, I feel like we might have... <laughs> we need to follow a, up. It's not a prototype by any means. You know, we bought it. It came in a box. You know, it was it was a normal Chromebook, but, you know, I... If if they don't if the developers don't expect for this device to be in the hands of people yet, then some of those quirks could be worked out in Chrome OS, you know, what eighty whatever, when this thing is supposed to be shipping in like June or July right. to, to school systems, mm. you know, that they're just like, ah, that's not a big deal to us. We're focused because it's the same team. Mm. We're focused on getting the duet ready for launch. This thing is yeah. Uh, you know, we'll work on it and get it done over the summer. Somebody, if somebody's listening and knows the answer to this, please send us an email. 
info yeah. at chromonbox.com. Yeah. I would I would love to know. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're going to know sooner or later yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll whether know, those we'll know in a couple follow. weeks. Oh, one, one quick thing. Someone had asked, actually multiple people have asked about Linux apps on these because they're ARM devices and so whatever. Google has made it clear that Linux support will be on anything launched from here on out, and that does include this device. I installed yeah. it yesterday. There are some compatibility issues, but if you know anything about Linux, you know your, how to work around that. You just have to add a specific architecture or whatever. Anyway, actually, that'll be a great video. Joe, yeah, there we do go. that. Uh, anyway, but yes, you can install Linux on these devices. Yeah, so. and you're going to have some apps that won't play nice. Um, but, it, you know, people don't think about it, but it works the other way around, too. Even though Android can be compiled for x86 processors like Intel chips, um, clearly they don't all work that nicely with it. PUBG is a perfect example. Right. Like you, you put PUBG Mobile on the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook and you would expect <clears throat> oh, this it's going to fly. Yeah. It's terrible still because yeah. uh, it's, it's not, not taking, advantage. Yeah, it's whatever, not taking yeah. advantage of the GPU. Right. It's it's not written with that processor set in mind. I put PUBG Mobile on this very low-powered Lenovo 10e and it's a much better Butter. experience. Yeah. You know? That's a beautiful thing about Linux on Chrome OS though. Since it's running in a container and virtual and all that stuff, it just natively pulls the architecture of the device so when you launch linux on this it's going to automatically pull the arm architecture right so you do it on an intel device and it pulls the other architecture but you can you, you can add it it takes one command in the terminal and you can you can add whatever architecture you want on there so it what the chip is running is completely irrelevant because it's all about what the container is running so gotcha. yeah so um so yeah so i i we're obviously excited about this thing coming out and I think it's going to, there's a couple questions, but I think in general, I just, I just feel like it's, it's going to be great. Well, it's going to be fine. These things are going to be, I didn't make the other point too, uh, that, you know, so we've had some people say, well, other Chrome OS tablets have been slow and, and they've not been great. And so I think people are getting too excited about this thing. I can tell you from a performance standpoint, using the 10 E, uh, as long as you set your expectations kind of standard, mm. you know, uh, standard affordable Chromebook. I remember what you're paying for this thing. Um, I couldn't say that of of other uh, ARM powered Chromebooks prior. So it was always like, yeah, it is a little cheaper, but my gosh, it's so slow. It's so annoying. That's just not the case with this. You open up 50 tabs and have 800 things running. Yeah, you're probably gonna bog it down. But if you keep things under control, just normal use. Yeah, yeah. and and think, you know, be thoughtful about the way you're handling your resources. When you're not overloading it, it actually is very nice Zippy. to use. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not again, it's not the fastest thing I've ever used, but it doesn't get in its own way. H- have you have you um, tried Gravit? Uh, yeah, I did a whole. Um, I published a whole article or two on it just by nice. itself. So without the, I had to set it on a little stand because I don't have a keyboard <laughs> for it. I had to set it on a stand yeah, and pair up, up a, you know some dongles and all that. You know, it's an ugly setup, but. You know, I did that and and published a few articles, you know, just so I could get what a workflow would feel like. And my normal workflow was fine. Didn't um, have any hiccups. No. And so that workflow includes Gravit, uh, Gravit usually, Designer, yeah, open. a handful of tabs. So, um, you know, our WordPress back end, the front end of our site, um, you know, uh, MailChimp for our newsletter stuff, social, social, stuff. social media stuff, probably uh, Gravit, open. Um, there was something. Oh, usually I have WhatsApp uh, and my text messaging, and then I'll uh, usually have Google Play Music running. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so pretty much like, all that stuff. 
a normal setup. I mean, that's that's a that's a, a that's similar to what I would be doing uh, if I yeah. were sitting writing an article. And if it can chug through that, man, like that's yep. if you think about it though, like that's quite a bit of stuff running. Yeah, and, and that's, that's quite a bit of it's things. Me, like going. when I do that, like that tells me that on the weekends, if you got to sit down and pump, pump out a couple articles, yeah, I, I kind of envision yeah. myself uh, this being my road warrior device, and yeah, if I mean, it's if it's good enough um, to get a lot of stuff done in a small package, it might it might change the way that I move from office to house constantly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, cause ultimately I don't sit at home and write a ton. Uh, so on the weekends there's an article here and there. So it's like, if I can do a few articles on this, would it be better than to maybe have a Chrome box at the office? And then I just carry this little dude around, you know, when I'm not sitting in front of the screen at the coffee shop, whenever we can do that again, you know, um, that that's what excites me is having this little portable thing that yeah. it just feels like an accessory versus <laughs> feeling like I got to put all my crap in my backpack and, and always have my backpack on me. Like maybe my backpack starts to live in my car a little more often Yeah, and I get it out sometimes, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see how it uh, affects my, my workflow. Again. I mean, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's gonna be an interesting device for a lot of people. I think, I think yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a wide, uh, <laughs> set of people here that could that could use this thing sure. so, so we're excited hopefully uh hopefully everything ships out the way that we're expecting and we'll get it in the office and test out uh, a couple of these things that we have question marks around um so let's talk let's talk one other uh launched well i guess the duet wasn't launched but it was made available to yeah, buy at least, at least so, we know yeah it's not they'll just take this. your money yeah, exactly <laughs> at least so. it's not just a vague like we think it's yeah, coming we in think may it's yeah. yeah you can go buy it Pre-order it. So one of the, one of their uh, device that was lo- uh, device. What? It's not a device technically. An one accessory. other accessory uh, that was r- launched this week that uh, Robbie also ordered immediately. Uh, the Google Pixel Buds. So we talked about it a little bit in the intro. Uh, this is the truly wireless uh, wireless charging, awesome Google Assistant. And built in, uh, just just super super awesome little earbuds from Google that I think are uh, are people calling them AirPod killers yet? Uh, that feel like everybody loves. No, saying, but they are saying that they are Google's a, a true competitor, yeah. or a real people competitor. love saying people yeah. love saying it's like a iPad killer. Yeah. <laughs> Insert Apple product <laughs> dash killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think for anybody that uses Android, obviously these are the answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm clearly I'm in the Michael Fisher camp. I, I have nothing against AirPods. They're great. They sound great. They do lots of great things. I'm just not walking down the street with AirPods hanging out my ear. I'm not going to do it. And that's my legitimate only reason for it. Hey, AirPods, like I'm, I realize like a lot of people, they don't fit their ear. Yep. Um, and they don't they, sound the best. They hurt they sound the okay. top of my ear so bad. Um, like I like having my earbuds in when I'm working in my yard, when I'm mowing and stuff. And I could not, I have a set of like knockoff AirPods and I can't, they, they'll fall out and I'll run over them with lawnmower. These, <laughs> these are great. And it's like, that's what did I just hit a rock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. well, but there's, there's th- usually three sets of people. It's either a AirPods are uncomfortable. B AirPods won't fit or fall out. And then C, they fit fine, and I love them. Um, yeah. I'm in C camp. You know, I, the regular AirPods, if they had a little bit better um, sound isolation and just a little bit better sound quality, but as a device, as a thing, yeah. they're really great. Um, how much? Are, how much are the standard ones with wireless charging? I don't charging? even know anymore. Oh, the wireless charging yeah. ones. Yeah, like know. what comparable to the? 
Pixel Buds. That's I don't know. To me, I think more comparable Google to the it. Pixel Google Buds it. are going to be the AirPods Pro. Yeah. Uh, because you get the the tips that help them fit better. Um, one thirty. One thirty. Okay. Yeah. So, and the and the and the I'm sorry, the Pro ones are they're two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. Um, okay. And the AirPods Pro do have noise cancellation. Like it, from what I've read, review wise, yeah, it's not like amazing. It's not like Bose or anything, but you know they they provide a little bit of noise cancellation. Um, but other than that, I don't think they possess any tricks that the the Pixel Buds don't. And to speak to noise canceling, um, you know the the Pixel Buds are vented, um, so they do they don't create that suction feel. So if you've ever put in a a pair of in ear earbuds, and I've tried a bunch of them, you know, there's a suctiony kind of thing uh, that happens that that's physical, and then. Uh, companies like Amazon have gone and said, okay, well, here's how we'll combat that. We'll allow in ambient sound based on, you know, the, the noise canceling microphone on the outside will allow in some of that sound. So you have the physical feeling of your ear being plugged, but they're, they're offsetting it with letting some sound in. So when you want, so it feels less plugged, but it also is still plugged. So you're getting a digital solution there. It's not physically venting. The AirPods pro do physically vent, so do the Pixel Buds. And that's why I think the comp, the, the comparison's a little mm-hmm. similar between the two. You have a physical airflow that's happening um, that for me so far has allowed me to leave the, the Pixel Buds in for far longer than any other in-ear. Um, that The only thing I've ever left in my ear that long is the standard AirPods. Again, I'm the type of person, AirPods fit my ear right. Um, so I can put those, those things in, and if I'm in a quiet environment and those would be my music... I could sit and listen to them for hours and it not bother me. But I remember being over at Starbucks. It was back oh, wow. when we first would make the transition. You know, we didn't really have an office or anything. And Gabe and I were over there working. You know, they pumped the music a little loud sometimes. Yeah. And then there's lots of conversation. There's just lots of noise. I the, couldn't get uh, the foam, foam yeah, over I, there. Just everything making, and yeah. talking and all that stuff. And I remember having the AirPods in and I couldn't. Without it hurting my ears, basically, I couldn't turn it up loud enough to drown everything else out. So then it was like, okay, cool, loud music on top of everything else I'm hearing. And it just, I couldn't. So I had to take them out. And luckily I had, I think I had my bows with me. And so I put those on and canceled everything out and got back to work. Well, that's that's part of why you want noise canceling. And part of why I thought, like, I just need, that's what I'm going to need if I want the, the headphone that's just going to kind of do it all. Um, and so the, I was a little sad that the Pixel Buds didn't have it, um, and they didn't say that they would in October. And when they came, I was like, well, maybe the whole, uh, what are they? It's not ambient sound. It's uh, adaptive. Adaptive, adaptive sound, sound yeah. yeah. Really, the adaptive sound thing, I haven't been able to test it. We don't have, like, subways and stuff here, so I don't know how to. I think I've thought about, honestly, putting a subway sound on the Max yeah. and sitting or, and seeing what happens with or, the headphones. Or you should go outside and walk through the parking lot, and Gabe and I will get in our cars and, like, blow our hands to each other yeah. and rev them up. Uh, hey, you! And so uh, it's hard to tell, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm curious if, excuse me, if adaptive sound works the way that adaptive brightness does. So like if you look at your pixel and look at adaptive brightness, as soon as you turn the lights on, you can look at the brightness slider and see it moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see it moving around. So I, I'm thinking that you would see the volume move. I, oh, that would I'm be not cool. sure. I, I would hope so. Because if not, then you're like, is it doing anything or is it not versus I can see it. But regardless, all that is is changing the volume based on where you're at. Um, and that works to an extent, I would think, to, to do some things because – the Pixel Buds, uh, from what I can tell so far, like I did a test yesterday, I turned 
the the max up and i my chair sits three feet from the max uh, the home max so it was right behind my head i turned it up to what i felt like was a little bit obnoxious uh in in volume <laughs> for like if, I, if it was in a coffee shop setting. right um like this is this is way louder than you would expect coffee shop noise and then one of our other office workers uh was was here uh he was making some coffee in our office and so he was kind of you know 10 feet away from me or something. I was like, okay, here, I'm going to, I need you to do something while this music's going. I'm going to put my pixel buds in. I'm going to turn them up to the point where I can't hear the max behind my head. And I need you to talk at a pretty full volume. And he was doing that. Max was going, I could hear none of it. (laughs) Um, I, I'm not sure why. Yeah. I don't know how, when it's letting in that much ambient, I think that the key is you can turn the volume up on the headphones a little louder than you would be able to if your ears were plugged and it not feel like um, you're blowing as your eardrums yeah, up. Yeah, because, you know, if you think about sound, it's a thing in there that's moving back and forth. It's moving air. And that's, that's how sound works. Air just gets moved in different ways so that it hits your eardrums and changes things, you know, and so your, your head picks it up as sound. So in, an, in a small enclosed airtight thing where that sound is moving that volume actually mm-hmm. affects physically your eardrum in a pretty significant way well with this venting it doesn't it affects it more like sound wood that's coming around from, you around you yeah. versus being channeled right. right into your ear and that's kind of what it feels like yeah. listening to yeah these and things. that's what i was writing this morning when robbie got here and i had them they they might have been at like 30 percent. i did not have them turned up very loud at all and uh, we're all musicians here so we're all always fidgety drumming on stuff everything right i remember out of the corner of my eye seeing robbie set his backpack down at his desk and he was playing playing like he was playing some kind of drum beat on his back i couldn't hear a thing i mean it it was just completely it, yeah but it still didn't have that weird because you can, t- when you put on headphones that have noise canceling and you flip that noise canceling oh, on, yeah. it's that it's a very weird. It's like you sen- went in a vacuum. Or yeah, something. it's yeah. like I'm deaf, but yeah. then you hear the music. This wasn't like that. It was just I was hearing good, clear music that wasn't loud, but nothing around me was really. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm it's, not, it's, I'm it's not, a weird. Yeah, so I I don't want to say oh there's no noise canceling so, ain't it's it physically is letting in ambient sound. But it does the, a really good job of balancing the two. Um, I'll be interested, uh, like Gabe, if you mow your grass over the weekend, you know, with them in. I, I shall. I'm curious, you know, t- uh, what that's going to be like um, to hear, you know, for us to compare notes in real world scenarios. Yeah, right. exactly. It's hard right now because we, I go home and go to the office. So I don't have a lot of real world scenarios right now. I'm excited um, to get them and go for a bike ride. I've yep. been really getting into mountain biking and I don't like wearing my Jaybirds because they, they seal my ear. And I, even with them turned off, it's hard to hear like, or if, if music is very low, I can't really hear things around me. So if I'm on the trail and somebody's saying, Hey, coming up behind you or whatever, I, I want to be able to kind of hear, hear some of that. So for me, being able to go out on a bike ride, leave the volume down to where it's yeah. not doing some of this canceling stuff you guys are talking about, but I'm still getting some, you know, like, I, I want to call it like the the sound stage yeah, of it's, them. It's quite wide. Is It's almost like it's just music playing around you in the room, and that's kind of what I want when I'm like riding my bike. So that yeah. way I can still hear someone if someone's coming up, but there's music kind of playing out around me as I'm right. riding. Well, that, uh, that'll be really cool. There that'll was really a, cool. I, I was watching a video my wife sent from uh, our son was doing some little Fortnite remote oh, yeah. thing and this as I'm, I'm sitting there listening to that video and it was real bizarre because it, it 
listening to it in the Pixel Buds, it almost felt like... He was sitting right in front of you. Yeah. And then she said something, and, and it, it sounded like it was coming like right behind your head. Cause right. Because where was, the mic is on the phone. But because, I don't know, like the ambience of the yeah. the, the, the room coming in yeah. along with it yeah. felt, I don't know, it's just very it's, natural like sound. A very natural sound stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, so we need to fire up a couple really good movies. And, yeah. And, and oh yeah. See how well, they I was. Yeah, yeah. I I sanitized yours and was using them, just testing them out because I actually didn't get to use them at all in in New York because Robbie hogged it the entire time. Well, we did get to hear them in New York. Oh yeah, yeah but they, I, well, they you got to put them in your ear though. Yeah. I was just yeah. saying that. Like I I had along even, with everyone else <laughs> in I, New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Robbie just had a realization. <laughs> Herd immunity. <laughs> uh, did you get sick when we came back? No. no. No, no. Um, no but, I didn't. But I put on a song by Tycho, who I really like, and it was a little intro sequence, and there was some there was some stereo separation and sound moving back and forth between the stereo separation, not just a, a right and left uh, a channel. And so, like, you could hear it kind of moving through your head and, like, kind of behind you. Like, they had mastered it or EQ'd it in a way to where it was kind of back behind. Yeah. Man, That's the I was thing. like... As soon as it came on, I was like, whoa! <laughs> I mean, I, I think that these... Are they the absolute best-sounding earbuds you've ever put in your ear? No. No. But are they are they good enough? Yeah. Are they going to have some other features that, that are uh, of, of value to, yeah. to, to a consumer? Are they going to charge quickly? Are they going to hold charge, you know, when the, with the case and all this? Like, do they hit... 90% of the things, yeah, like we were talking the other day about gaming. Are they going to be the best gaming headphones? Probably not. Well, I, interesting on that, too. Like, right now, the lag on them is just horrendous uh, when it comes to games. So, videos have had no problem, obviously. In music, you can't tell if it's lagging anyway. Um, so, every other use case has been fine. But I you know, launched PUBG and uh, Call of Duty, and I mean, it's almost like a full second. Like, you click the, the button, you see the gunfire, I mean, it's really, really bad, uh, like comically bad. So, uh, but I did come across an article from, I think, late 2018, where Google issued an update for the original Pixel Buds. It was a firmware update yes, for the Buds. That's right. To eliminate, about that. to eliminate latency. So, no it reason I can't do that again. Yeah. 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 So, hopefully, you would, that would, you would think they would have did that before they sent yeah. them out. But if they had done it for the original Pixel Buds, why would they have not why thought about not that for this, about this If it was an update you had to do to the originals, yeah. why would but you have not? There's a lot of but, other yeah. things that these do that they needed to focus on to make yeah. sure that these did it well. And, they, they and that's the thing. They the do touch so controls, many man. things. You know, oh my my, mine came in yesterday, and I have a OnePlus 7. What's my 7 Pro? 7 Pro. Yeah, 7 Pro. I had the Pixel Bud app installed, but before I unboxed mine, I uninstalled the app. I got them out. I flipped it open. My phone immediately saw and the pix it wasn't just a android toast it was a pixel bud toast saying hey pair with your pixel buds and then when you click that it prompts you to download the the app and it just worked perfectly right i mean and it's and just have that, we compared the settings awesome. like what all gets pushed to the settings in his app versus what uh, all we you know that, that would be interesting that'd be interesting under bluetooth settings those. So on the Pixel itself, if you go into your Bluetooth settings and just hit the gear next to the Pixel Buds, all of your, all your stuff there. is, and your normal things are there, but there's a whole new section of yeah. like turning on adaptive sound and turning on. I feel like all that's probably going to get pushed I to the app. I think all that's in the app for most. For, for everyone. Yeah. So that's, that's something interesting too. Like for, for, we thought for a while that it was going to be, 
if you have a Pixel phone and you buy Pixel Buds, you're going to get all this cool stuff and it's going to be like right. some exclusive little things there. And then Android guys are just like paired yeah. up and that's it. But then, but then, but then Google comes out and they're like, hey, we, you know, last week or whatever saw that the app was out and people I think the found app, it. The it had probably been up, there for a while, maybe. The app showed up Monday morning and then the Pixel Buds launched that yeah. at noon yeah. that day. And so, and so, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great, Set, I don't. They're they're plural. So a set of headphones. That's why I was like, is it a device or accessory? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. The uh, is a pant or pants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I only got the one pant. It's one the, pair, but it's, it's pant. a pair of uh, pants. The Pixel Buds are going to work yeah. well for a lot English of English. Yeah, so a here good we go. Yeah. So on my phone, I go to Bluetooth settings, and the settings are all the same as in the other phone. But there is a pop-out menu that, if you click, it opens the Pixel Bud app. Oh, nice. The cool thing is, and you don't see this very often, the Pixel Buds pull in their little icon to my Bluetooth settings. So there's the little round picture of the Pixel Buds in there, which is pretty dope. That's dope. That's cool. Yeah. It's just, it's nice that Google thought through like, hey, let's make sure that this is an integrated Android experience that it's a little more integrated for Pixel users, but ultimately you're going to get all the same awesomeness on any Android phone. And that's so Samsung people, if you don't want to go buy the stupid Galaxy Buds. Well, we call them stupid. Wow. There's a lot of people that say that they're really good. <laughs> they sound great, but that, um, I think they look stupid. Their battery life is insane. Yeah. Um, I think they get, I want to say they get like 11 hours or something yeah. without wanna, the case. I want to get, I want to get insane. the, uh, but they're I wanna, big. I want to get the, um, I want to get the, the surface saucers. They're still not even close to being mm. available. But they the, do look ridiculous. One of the many other things you I love about these, the Pixel Buds, exactly. they just, I mean, like, I think Michael said they look like Mentos in your ear, but they do. They're fl- almost flush with your ear. Uh, yeah. They just. Yeah, they look great. It's, it's yeah, they, great. Don't look, they don't look dirty. Because I have a few pairs of, like, the Soundpeats and the Zephyros that they fit really well in your ear and they rest inside, like, mm-hmm. the outside. But. They're oblong and they stick out, yeah. and you just feel like you're wearing some kind of weird communicator. Yeah, like know? these these look great. They feel just amazing. Um, you know, the touch controls are the best I've Different ever used. Different size ear tips, so people can get a good fit. Yeah. For whatever and mileage may have. vary on that. I know the Verge's review. She she called the thorn, which is the little piece at the top that aggravated Painful. her ear after yeah. a couple of hours. For me, I mean, she's a little human. She's well, and I handed mine to my wife last night, and and she had to really kind of work to get them settled in. But when she did, she said they were fine. But I mean, maybe that was ro- that was maybe five they minutes. weren't rotated right. down in enough. Or but that's the thing: with- pressing against the inside of the cup of your ear after two hours probably would hurt. For me, they seem to rest in my ear perfectly. Right. I feel like, and with the fact that they're not completely sealed, I feel like I could probably wear them for. A majority of a work day. Yeah. yeah. And that's you know. not to say that like when I've worn them for long periods so far, like I still want to take them out and just kind of. Yeah. I don't, it's just like anything this is else. Normal. I'm not going to sit in a chair perfectly still in the same exact position. Exactly. You gotta, you know, yeah. you adjust a little yeah. bit, yeah. but it's not like, Oh breathe. God, I got to take it out. And it's painful. Sore. I mean, everyone knows the earbud soreness. Dude, like my, it's this dull, my J, yep. my J, my J birds, Ugh. they have that, the big fins and yeah. they're great for working out. They stay in your ear. That's what they were kind of made for. But on flights and stuff, when I've worn them, Oh my gosh, man. I remember when we went to, uh, I think we were flying out to Vegas. So not a super long flight, but I mean, it was what, yeah, four hours four or whatever. Hours. Man, I I remember I fell asleep with them in, and I woke up and I was like, oh my god! 
Like my whole side of my sore. face I mean, on both sides was sore. We, we were punching you in your sleep. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually what it was. So, so yeah, so they are. Um, they were they were available to purchase. They went away, uh, sold sold out maybe everywhere, or maybe inventory just wasn't allocated. We don't know uh, yet. Uh, we don't know if they just didn't have enough inventory, or they there was a big demand. Not really sure, but. It appears that as of right now on the Google Store, they're back available. Or are they back to join no, like wait, 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 wait list? Holy so moly! Yeah, uh, that's a little messy. To it's me. like, come on! Oh yeah, because we were talking about it this morning. Yeah, I was like, like this had, is such a Google thing, man. Yeah, you've like, had six months. Come on, like make sure you have. If, if you're if you're only going to do one color, fine. But like you I mean, know the pent up demand here. Take, take note of uh, take note of Apple. I mean, seriously. And then secondly, Apple puts out something and like people line up at stores and everyone gets them. Anybody that wanted them that day gets that thing. Well, and the other thing too is, uh, and that's not necessarily true. Apple actually limits uh, some of its production so that it's sold out on, on historically on lots of stuff. Huh. Um, it's unfortunately, I think a known thing. Like it's yeah. a psychological thing, but in general, if, like people line up at stores and get them, and there's a lot. I guess is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, but there's they, a, there's they still a, will sell out. Yeah, almost every. Well, their last couple of phones haven't done that anymore, mm-hmm. but for years, probably at least a decade, that was the standard thing. Like you, you if you, you didn't you, get it day one, it was going to yeah. be sold out right. for a period of time. Um, and and create the hype. Exactly. It, <laughs> yeah. There's a psychological thing around that 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 creates this. Oh my God, it's sold out. Everybody wants them now. I want it more. Um, the problem is Google's not even doing that part right yeah. either. So it's sold out, but then it's available 12 hours later, but then it's sold out again. Right. And I fully expect it to be available. Like, so this it, is your supply chain. How, yeah. <laughs> you're either sold out until some point in the future or, or you're, you're not yeah. like, I yeah. don't get it. Like, so. like at least, at least have enough inventory to create this, this hype that, you know, Apple and others have done get it get it into the hands of enough people that it does create a hype and then maybe it's it's yeah the thing that pre-order worries, worries or whatever me is that, and and we have an article that we published yesterday i think uh, there are a few smaller electronics retailers that are known google resellers these aren't like some cd places they're you know beach camera places like that they're showing that they have them and you can order them but now two days later they're still showing that they have them so either people Either they've got a ton of inventory, or maybe they're just taking orders in the hopes that they yeah. can fulfill them. So, uh, yeah, like uh, I ordered mine thing. from ABT and had them the next day, but also ABT sold out that day. You can't buy them there but, anymore. But, so, but, but then also the the fact that I'm having to wait for the black pair. Yeah, that's weird. Is, I knew it. I knew stupid. it was coming. I knew it. Well, it's stupid. You've had what, you, you six you, months. You that's yeah. Because what color were the ones ago. in New York? They were mint. They're mint. Yeah. So. so that's that's the other problem here is that we're comparing this to oh Apple launches things yeah. and does such and such. Well, Apple announces things and usually turns around in two weeks, two yeah. three weeks, and, and ships them. Uh, it's not true of every product, but they're bigger products. They they turn it around pretty quickly. Google's had six months with mm. these things, and so to not show up on launch day with everything ready to go. I think it's a misstep for them. Like they, they need to be real careful. And if they're having inventory issues, they need to make sure it's clear. Like, cool. We expect more inventory on X, Y, Z. And no right. offense. There shouldn't be because with where they were in development and what they said that they had put into making these, they were done. Production should have been ramped up and going full tilt well with, before the pandemic yeah, ever started. Yeah. Right. 
there's not really an excuse to not have these out there. Right. Yeah. Or issue a statement that says, hey, yeah. because hey. of COVID-19, like, right. that happened in China, like it hit us right in the middle of production. Because right. it could so, have, because it hit them in, maybe, in January. So, so, the, you know, so yeah. who knows? Yeah. But say something. So, so we're only going to release the white ones, you know? Right. Those are the ones we have ready. Um, yeah, because I mean, obviously, like, I, we, like we talked about earlier, I'm the tech nerd who's looking at this stuff every single day but i think about the average person who's like just seeing it in their newsfeed. oh the pixel buds are available and they go they're like oh that sounds cool i might get those you know it piqued their interest in that moment they click into it oh i really like that orange color i want to get those oh they're not available move aside right yep. they then, might forget about it yeah. they might not come back they go to buy they, something else they might because go, oh because then then their interest is peaked they're like oh i want some wireless earbuds oh i'll go get these other ones yeah because you know? they go look and they realize that they were announced six months ago the white <laughs> ones were just now available oh wow what is uh, it the white ones are back they're back they in weren't the there this morning <laughs> and i'm just like that that's I don't, I don't understand yeah. that. Yeah, but you look at they, they see six months before the white ones came out. They really want the orange ones. But if those took six months and there's a wait list for the orange ones, it could be a year before they show up. I'm going to buy some what's this? Some Galaxy Buds, yeah, or whatever, whatever AirPods. Yeah, I mean, we are. Uh, I've said this many times on this podcast. We are Google fans, but we got to call call them out whenever they mess it is up. What it and is. they yeah. man, they mess this one up a little bit. I feel like it took this long for them to to get launched, and you know they they will. They launched them back at, you know, the Google event and even said then, like, they're coming in the spring. So they knew they weren't going to put them out for whatever. You know, they could have yeah, just said, like... They knew they were going to have months. Yeah, they knew... Yeah, I don't know, man. Do they ever sell out of their phones? Probably like, Right uh, after launch? I mean, I, I feel know like that, there's I been a couple they, phones, yes, yeah, that we yes. were trying to order yes, and they, they were like, oh, man, I missed it. Not, yeah. they're not. Well, I know, like, like when they launched, like, the, the Panda, that one was gone, like, immediately, but... I don't know. It just doesn't. It seems like they're. I just wish a little that. better prepared for the phones than and they maybe, were. This. I don't know. Maybe they were naively not ready for the amount of people the that were going to buy yeah, them. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, hopefully, so that's hopefully awesome. that's the case. Yeah, uh, but but also just give me the give me the almost black ones. I'm looking at them <laughs> right now and I want them. I like the white ones. They look clean. They're classic. But I just think for me, for my. My style, man. Those black ones are, are are what I want. I need the I uh, need the orange ones. So they match my they kind so, they look like the coral nest minis. Yeah, which I have at home. Kind of so. kind of cool. So obviously, stay tuned on chromeunbox.com as these other colors become available. We will certainly be writing about those uh, when we get the uh, the black version uh, in in the office. I will obviously get some photos of those. Maybe do like a little member video for our YouTube members uh, unboxing those. So. So stay tuned online. Um, but folks, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, as always, we're gonna. I know we talked about a lot today, so there's there's many links that we need to add into the uh, show notes. So we will we will make sure that we link everything. So if you if you're interested in some of the stuff we've talked about, certainly go click those links and check out these uh, these articles we wrote. So thanks so much for tuning in. We will catch you all next week. See. You. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.